Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You're 100% sure it's not contagious, right? Yes, I'm a thousand million trillion percent sure. And how I've is this? I've looked it up online. I have, You've uh, looked it up online. This no, I, and I actually have asked my father. When I, I remember asking this before, and I double-checked just to make sure. Okay. No, it is not contagious. Because I think this could put us so, in some kind of liability No, concerns. will you just stop? Will you stop doing that? Because I don't want you to actually like attach that to it. I'm sick of the stigma. It's not gross. It's okay. just something that happens. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not. I'm not trying to make it gross. I'm it's just not saying, like I have like weeping wounds or something. Well, I, well, in a way, I'm just saying it's it's something of concern. It's a real life issue that we need to deal with here on the show, and we're we're going to take this publicly, or I'm going to have to report it to HR. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Dibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcast can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right. We really do appreciate it. So, of course, we are live here, like we said, five days a week. And don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Wherever you're listening right now, go to our website, FunEmploymentRadio.com. It's full of pictures and magic and wonderful things. And... A link to our Amazon uh, account there. So if you just if you're gonna buy anything on Amazon, just go to our website funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link first. We would appreciate it. It is awesome. All right, we've got some things to get to today. There's some issues that need to be dealt with. You know, All right. You know, we, we've got to handle a couple of things. I've got a personal issue that I'm going to bring up on the show. Um, it's something I probably shouldn't do publicly, but I'm going to bring it up publicly, and it's an issue with one of our one of our friends, and I'm going to go ahead and handle this in the appropriate manner and bring it up on the show and not speak to him personally. Oh, that's really good. That's like the most mature way it's to do it. It's kind of an it. adult way to handle it. It totally things. is. And that's, that's what I'm going to do with that. But that, I'll, I'll get to that here in a minute. Um, Sarah, we need to talk about what's going on with you. Now, we, you know, we do this show. It's a comedy show. Uh, I guess you know, we talk about our lives, and in talking about our lives, we've got to talk about the real, the real issues that happen sometimes, and Sarah... For the second time within a year. It's not within a year. It's been a year and a half. Well, we'll get into the specifics. Don't you okay. even start. No. I'm, we're talking about this under the, under the pretense that you're not going to be a dick about it. I'm not being a, I'm not being a dick. This I'm, is the only reason I, I, I agreed to talk about I, this. I take Stygate very seriously. And Sarah uh, believes... She may have a sty forming on her eye. Now, uh, I think uh, before you had it the first time, I didn't really understand what a sty was. No, and I didn't either. Because I had thought I'd had one before, and I, I hadn't. I, I thought I actually had. And then, then once I saw what was going on with, with you, uh, I realized that's not what I had before. So can you explain to everyone – now, we're not going to get into too many details. Can you explain what a uh, – what a sty is. Yes, uh, a sty is basically a blocked uh, like pore or like eye. Um, is that what follicle? It? Follicle. There okay. we go. Thank you. Like a blocked eye follicle, which so it's on your turn, eyelid. So it's on your or... eyelid. Like the first one I had, because uh, it's usually uh, it's along your eyelash line, 
and it really fucking hurts. It feels like somebody punched you in the eye, but it's caused by like dirt getting like stuck in there, some kind of makeup. Like um, for me, both times now it has been makeup, and it's always been we fancy makeup. We got to get into makeup. that too. We'll explain. Yeah. So uh, basically, what it is is it's a clogged follicle, and then it's just uh, and it's painful, and then uh, there's not really much you can do about it. And I know a lot of other people have have dealt with this thing. It does sound it does doesn't sound like fun. Oh yeah, and, tear, and Kristen also points out, yep, yeah, it's uh, in the tear duct sometimes. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it does not sound like fun. I know uh, our friend Andy Main, when she had it a couple of years ago. Oh, during Bridgetown, I she, forgot. Right during Bridgetown Comedy Festival, Andy Main, um, a fantastic local comedian, she she got a stuff on her eye, and she she did she just like posted it because there's no hiding it. You can't cover it up. It's just like, bam, there it is. There's no makeup or anything you can do to to cover that up. Mm-mm. It's just is what there's it is. nothing you can yeah. do. I mean, I had my fake glasses last time. I had my sty glasses mm-hmm. where I would try it with the thick frames, <laughs> or yes. I was trying to hide my swollen eye. Where it doesn't affect, like honestly, look it up. Like I know it sounds gross, but I mean, on, it, it's something that happens to a lot of people, and uh-huh. it's uh, and again. Not contagious. It's not something that anybody else can get. It's just something that happens to your eyelid if it gets plugged up. Right. And it always happens when I had when I'm trying out the most expensive makeup. Yeah. So what is it with you and expensive stuff? I don't know. My body rejects fancy things. I okay. think that's what it is. Okay. Now, do you feel like uh, do you are you upset about this? Is there something some kind of a consequence? Is there a solution? Is there a cure for this? Or you just have to ride ride the course? Just got to ride the sty pony. Right. Ew. Don't. Ew. That was really <laughs> gross. The way you said that. No, you have to. You can use like warm compresses and uh-huh. okay. uh, fish oil okay. pills. Are I know this is good. probably more information than anyone would ever want to know about a sty. And I realize that we're starting the show off like this. It's not how we normally start the show. However, you know, they, maybe you know somebody with a sty. I think sty awareness is something that we should all be advocating for. And that's why I'm trying to spin this into something for you, Sarah. I think you could be a spokesperson for the for the sty community. You know, as far as what's uh, what's gone on with you. I think that you... I don't believe there's so much a community. It's just like a sad shame circle when it happens, <laughs> and then you just want to forget. And every because it makes having a sty, and if you wear if you wear eye makeup, having a sty is it sucks because you can't wear any eye makeup, and then even when it's when it's healed. Like, you're afraid to wear eye makeup. Like, I just okay. finally got back into, like, feeling all right to wear eye makeup. Just got this brand new eyeliner, uh-huh. like this, like, 20-something dollar eyeliner that I, I got in, like, this fancy uh, makeup package thing. So I, I wore that, and I could just tell I wore it yesterday, and I'm like, oh, I love this new eyeliner. I'm feeling so fancy-free. Woke up this morning, felt like somebody punched me in the face. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And I looked, and sure enough, I could tell. Like, I can just – I know the feeling because I've had it once. Once you've felt it, uh-huh. you know. It's it's there. It's there. So you you know it. You can, you can sense its arrival. Mm-hmm. When it happens. Okay. Well, do you have any advice for – I mean we had, you gave the advice, I guess, about the compresses. Uh, yeah. Keep it – like wash off your eye ma- I didn't wash up. off all my eye makeup last night. Uh-huh. That was that was my problem. So I left the fancy eyeliner on too. Okay. Well, which uh, was uh, – that's on that's on me. That's on you. That's okay. on me. All right. You're taking the blame on that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're admitting some some fault in this situation. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I will I will tread lightly on it. I know it's a very big uh, very very big issue and uh, I'm just glad you know you can speak out for this. Thank you. For for somebody representing the sty community. Well, it is I I Is that I do what you feel... prefer to be called? What what do you call prefer Sure, to... representative. That's fine. Okay. All right. No, because it happens, you know, and people get so embarrassed about it because it is embarrassing. I want to make sure I'm I'm saying things correctly. You sure are. You sure are. You're not being offensive to my sty community. Um but uh 
you know, because everyone, because it makes you, you know, nobody likes to look all like weird and like it makes your, it, it hurts, uh-huh. first of all, and then it makes your eye all swollen and it's just gross all around. So I just want to, what I, my only reassurance is like, I just want to tell people, not contagious, don't worry about it. It hurts the person that has it more than it hurts you to right. look at it. Well, it hurts us to look at it, but I mean, it does, you know. <laughs> it's not swollen yet. I've got it. So uh, for the record, it hasn't swelled up yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can tell you're looking at me right now. Yeah. Well. Is it swelling? I mean, you know, it's it is from not, a distance. Knock so. it off. No. Knock it off. No, I, I wouldn't even notice. I wouldn't even know. Mm. But now, now that I'm aware, I'm aware of it. I will make sure not to stare at your eye and uh, point it out to everybody else who's thank around Thank you us. so much. Okay. I'll try my best I, about I really that. All right. Well, thank it. you very much, Sarah, for the sty awareness. Uh, we we appreciate that. And um, sty on? Mm-hmm. What do you say? How do you, how do you greet other people with a sty? Do you like give what? a knowing, knowing nod sty if you see somebody on, else? Sty on, you crazy diamond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you see somebody else with a sty, do you acknowledge them? No, it's your own personal thing. Do you say anything? No, no. So you don't don't... call it out. Like if somebody has a a really big one that's going on, which that does sound absolutely awful, um, what, what, uh, what do you do? If what, I do, do you see it? Do you acknowledge it? No, you don't acknowledge somebody else's sty. Well, it's like me whenever I've, I've like broken out or when I have a sty. Like I, I have to get in front of it. Mm-hmm. Like I would just rather point it out sure. and have it be a part of who I am at that particular time uh-huh. than have somebody else wondering like what the fuck is wrong with her eye. All right, so you get out in front and just tell everybody whether they want to know or no, not. No, I don't tell everybody, but if I can see someone like, I, I know when and when not to say it. Okay. So, I'm, All right. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for the education on that. I do appreciate it. You know, that does uh, that does help quite a bit. Okay. Right, no so problem. Now I feel like everyone listening to this show is a little bit more sty aware now, and uh, we know how to handle the situation. God, don't call it out. So time. you don't call it out. No, you can call it out. I don't care. Anyone can bring anything Well, in to general, me. though, like, to anyone. Do you, do I own you my sweatiness. I have to own my sty. Okay. But whatever. I don't – and let me just say, it isn't quite one yet. It, I'm in the pre-sty phase, but anyone okay. who's had one knows that feeling where it feels like someone punched you in the face. Okay. It's that feeling that I have right now. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate no it. No problem. Well, what's appreciate what's new with right. you? Well, no. <laughs> wow. What a what a segue. <laughs> I want to get. Well, I want to get tell, away from my style. I can so. tell how much you don't want to talk about it just by that. So thank you for for bringing it up. No problem. We did address it. There we go. Um, <laughs> what's new with you, sir? <laughs> How's the weather today? Uh, Vicky in the chat saying you're being a dick again, Greg. I'm not being a dick necessarily. Mm. I'm just I'm trying to trying to find out what's going on. <laughs> with it. That's all it was. Being in the chat says I imagine Sarah walking down the street, waving at people and saying, "Hi, I have a style," <laughs> and then smiles and keep walking. Yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, all right. <laughs> Pretty. Mu- that's. Yeah, that's that's kind of accurate, actually. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's the thing, though. Here's here's what I wanted to bring up at the top of the show, and this is again, this is a this is a different kind of show that we're doing today because we're revealing things here, and I'm I'm going to call this out. So I believe one of my uh, close friends is out there spreading false rumors about me. What? Spreading false things. What do you mean? Saying things that are not true about me. And you know and this is this has never happened with somebody uh, quite quite this close before, but um you know I I did I did talk about this before one time where I found out that my uh, high school ex-girlfriend had told everybody in my hometown that I was uh, homeless and on drugs you in Portland. You were on the drugs yeah. living in Portland yeah, I was like on a, the streets of Portland. I was like a crack addict and living on the streets in Portland, which, which is not, neither of those were true. Uh, but apparently that's what everybody in my own, a that's bunch of people in my hometown awesome, thought, thought I was doing. You affected her so much so that she thought that she had to make up a story that you were yeah. a crackhead living on a, the streets. I was a drug addict living on the streets. And whereas you had probably forgotten about her at this point, but she's still plugging along with the crack. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I only found out because a friend told me uh, it had happened to be home visiting and found out about it. Uh, so yeah, so you know that, that is. I wonder how many people still believe that. 
Now that I think about it, uh, that's still probably in their mind. All of them. Not, I that, mean, not that it's anybody I care about, so I don't mm. really care. But I'm just curious if people still have this idea that that oh yeah, Greg, Greg or maybe they've seen me on like a commercial or, or this or something like oh man, look at him. He really pulled himself up by his bootstraps there after living on the streets on crack. After those tough years, you could like, not survive on the streets like, on you know, crack. What I couldn't? I don't think that you're a survivor. No, wait a minute. Now I don't. I don't think you're a street okay, survivor. I I'm more upset that people would find it believable that I would be on crack and on the streets. Not 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 believable that I wouldn't survive on the street on crack. I could survive. I could I could I could be a tough guy. I think on the. I don't know. I think that. I think that you might be taken advantage of if you were on the streets. You're a little too. You're a little too small. You're a little too curly haired. You're a little too uh, wet behind the ears. Hmm. What? What do you mean wet behind the ears? I, I mean, I I'm just don't aware. think. I, I think that you might be missing some of the life experience that it would take to be a tough survivalist I on think, the streets. I think that's that's not what I looked at this as. Plus, as I can't see you be. doing crack. And if you did do crack, I would think that you would freak out well, and like no. run in front of a car. Obviously, and then you'd be dead like the first day. The point is not that I was on the streets living on crack. The point is that you know it's whether people would think. That I couldn't survive on the streets, <laughs> on crack and homeless, or the, or whether they whether or not I did it. Like, wait, so look, I'm, I'm categorically telling you right now, I was not living on the streets on crack. But there are people that believe that, and I just like I, I don't appreciate that you don't think I could do that and pull myself up by my bootstraps, and then uh, but you rather think that if I did do that, it's unbelievable because I wouldn't last for. Well, let me tell you, I've only known you for what like. Psst. Probably like eight years, seven years, eight years. It's being said in the chat. Uh, well, well, prove them wrong, Greg. Find some crack and take a week to live on the streets. Mm. Well, that's, that's possible. So wh- what you were go. you saying? I'm, uh, I was saying, like, I've only known you for seven or eight years. Probably eight years at this point. Probably. God, I've known you for a long time. Ugh. Um, I just, uh, I don't know what you did before I met you. Like, you could have... I I don't know how you spent your your twenties. It sounds I was like not you know, on the streets smoking. Crack. I don't know. You're the one that was bleaching your beard and like has upper ear piercings no, and no. wore thumb rings. That like, was I don't. That I was don't very know early twenties. All right, but I don't know what like what stage you were in your life, where you were living at the particular juncture. I was earning a very good living. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was not on the streets on crack. I was doing quite well for myself, thank you. Uh, that was not part of what I was doing beforehand. And if I was, I would already have proven you wrong anyway because that means I would have survived. Wow. <laughs> so either way, I'm winning. In the- so you're saying – God okay. damn it. Wow. How many people think I was – anyway. Anyway, that's, that's one thing that happened. So I have no idea how many people from my hometown still think I was on crack and living on the streets and – Somehow, somehow made it through. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but here's here's the other thing, though. Now, I've talked about this on the show before, and I feel like everything I've said regarding this subject, and I've brought this subject up quite a few times, is being misconstrued. It's being uh, it's being warped and changed as far as what my actual stance is on something, and I feel like I need to get it clear because right now, as I found out on Sunday when I went to uh, Big Ass Sandwiches. Um, for their soft open. Where, how have you had. been slandered, Greg? But now they have their, their hard open today. So the Big Ass Sandwiches is today. open. Yes, or Big Bottom Sandwiches, as mm. my, my, my neighbor people say it. Uh, so, oh, God. so when I, I showed up that. there, as it turns out, one Tristan Mayer. Tristan Mayer, co-host of Rip City Bad Boys? Tristan Mayer is apparently telling everyone that I, when I'm on an airplane, Take my shoes and my socks off, and I put my bare feet that are gross and covered in dirt up 
on chairs in front of me and basically put them by other passengers' heads. This was told to me by by Miss Sarah Turner, our fine fine uh, sales rep Sarah Turner, who was there. She, when I sat down, she's like, "Greg, this is just really gross." What I found out about you. And then just told me what it was. And Tristan sitting right there just smiling, knowing his lies being spread around. And he smiled at it, and he didn't dispute it, and he knew he was not telling the truth. So before I got there, apparently this is what he is telling everyone. He's telling everyone that's the situation. That is not the situation. That is not what I do on planes. Wait, so why would Tristan be out there lying about you? I don't you, know. Though? I don't know what his motive that's is. That's really weird. I don't know what his I motive is. thought he was is. your friend, but he's out there like well, so slandering you. So did I. Are you sure that's what he said? Yeah. He sat there and smiled and didn't dispute a single word that Sarah, that Sarah said she had heard from, uh, from him. So you walk not in. Not moments before. Not moments before my arrival. He'd been spreading these vicious rumors and lies about me. So you, so you walked in. And as you I walk in, Sarah and Mike table. turn and look at you. And they are both yeah. have the same matching disgusted faces. Yes. And they're sitting at the table right next to I'm sitting at the table with all of them. And she's like. Greg, here's something that I just found out I hate about you. And then and then Oh, she's so subtle. I love her. I know, yeah. <laughs> and then and then proceeded to tell me exactly what she had just been told by him that yes, that I put my gross, disgusting. What was Tristan bare feet. doing? Like trying to struggle to have things to talk about? Why would he like embellish it like that? I don't know. I... Unless he has flown with you before. Well, okay. Here's the <laughs> Yeah, I think we probably uh, I don't know if we've been on the same plane or not. That's that's not entirely true. I don't think we have. We've- I think you have. I think when we all went to Vegas that one time, because I I think we might have been on the same plane, but I wasn't sitting near you, so I don't have. I don't, I don't know remember. where uh, what the shoe situation. I don't the like sock to sit next to was. friends on planes, and then it's just then I gotta talk, and ugh, I don't want to do that. I want to okay. do my own thing. So anyway, regardless, I want to go on record. And dispute these vicious, vicious lies that are being spread about me. Wow, you're like pounding the table. Vicious lies. So number one, just as I said earlier, I did not ever at one point in my life live on (laughs) <laughs> live on the streets smoking crack. I didn't do that. I know some also, wonderful people who lived on the streets and smoked crack. I'm not disputing that about them. I'm saying it sounds like I you are. It didn't. sounds like you're anti people who have lived on the streets and smoked crack. No. I'm saying Wow, talk about judgmental. I am not judging anyone who has done that. I am saying me personally, it has not happened. It was a lie. Now, with it when it comes to these feet and these vicious rumors and allegations that one Tristan Mayer is spreading about me. <laughs> he, so I, when it comes to planes, I'm going to set it straight once and for all. What my status is when it comes to feet on planes. So here's the deal. Wow, Greg, this is really... I believe... I feel like I should be playing some like patriotic music. But maybe you should be I because think I think it's my it's my right. It's it, so one I of the took amendments. a stand for styes. I stand for styes. Well, I'm standing for myself and for people that are like me. But mainly, I want to set the record straight for me. It's less about anybody else. So here's here's the deal. When it comes to being on a plane, and when it comes to your feet, are you going to give me some patriotic music because I'm trying to build it up here? There we go. Yeah, goddamn right. It's my American right. It's nice, isn't it? Having rights on planes. All right. Number one, here is how I fly. First, I wear shoes, not You need sandals. to make it sound a little more grandiose. It's like, I'm trying to. It's boring with the music. Like, the music is great. You're not matching the music. 
Try harder. Sty harder. All right. Imagine Bill Pullman. <laughs> I know. Giving okay, his, I'm giving his, his second. Stop <laughs> interrupting me every time I give a speech. You would be like the worst, <laughs> worst like speechwriter or handler for a politician ever. Like as soon as they get ready to do something, you're not you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. You're doing it wrong. All right. Are you ready to talk? (laughs) (laughs) All right, just go. Just do it. I don't want to be a speech. Where's the mute button? (laughs) When I decide to go on a trip, it's a big deal to me. Something I've worked hard for. Something that we do as Americans, isn't it? We work hard. We try our best. We try to get ahead. And when we do find a little bit of space in there, a little bit of time to relax a bit... It's important that we can do that. It's important that we have the freedom to do that. That's why I like to fly places. I enjoy planes. It's something magical, isn't it, to be like a bird in the sky? It's something that just kind of takes away the pressure and the strains of being down on Earth. We're fighting through gravity, something nobody thought we could do, but yet we do it. And that's why when I'm in a plane, I feel the most relaxed I could ever be. But before I get on that plane... I make sure of a couple of things. One, I make sure I'm showered and clean because I want to be clean for my fellow passengers so they can relax as well. And on top of that, I always wear nice clean socks, fresh out of the dryer. And when I get onto that plane and I'm sitting there and my troubles are falling away to the earth below me as I'm soaring up into the sky as God never intended... It feels a little good to get rid of those things that hold us down there on the ground, isn't it? What is it that's always in contact with the ground, keeping us down? Our shoes. We all wear shoes. And when I'm on the plane, and when I'm relaxing, when I'm flying and soaring through the air, I like to forget about the problems down on the ground and take those shoes off. It's like I'm letting my... Problems go away for a short little while. Now, when I do that, there's a couple of things I do to make sure that my fellow passengers are also fully relaxed. One, I keep my socks on when I take my shoes off. I don't want my bare feet to be bothering anyone, let alone do I want my bare feet to touch the dirty, disgusting floors of an airplane. So I keep my socks on. On top of that, I keep my socks, my shoeless feet... Neatly underneath this is the, the last chair in front of me. <laughs> Neatly underneath the chair in front of me, where they stay for that entire time. Never, not one moment, do I take those feet and put them up on the chair in front of me. Never, not one moment, do I take my socks off and expose my bare feet. Never have I done either of those things, despite what Tristan Mayer is telling everyone. Don't believe his lies. I sit there with my socks off and or my socks on, shoes oh, off, Freudian. shoes off. Socks on, just neatly underneath the chair in front of me so I can relax and enjoy my trip. And that's what I do, because that's my God-given right as an American, and that's how I enjoy flying. I just realized I'm a fan of instrumental patriotic music. I was also saluting, just so everybody (laughs) knows. Yes, that was... uh... So there, I hope something. that clears up any of the issues or the, 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 the false information that's out there about me and that we can finally put this to rest. I wonder why Tristan was trying to spread rumors about I you. I don't know. 
I mean, that's kind of suspect. It, it is. It is. It is. Like, I feel like maybe he was projecting. Maybe he takes off his socks on the plane. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I could see you that. You think it's an elaborate cover-up? I think it could be an elaborate cover-up. Oh. oh, boy. I'll get to the bottom of this. I'm just saying, you're catching someone in a lie like that. Yeah. And just shameless, too. Sat, it, sat there smiling. Just smirking at you smugly. Smirking while smugly it was happening. smirking. Yep. Yep, smiling away. Not a care in the world that he was destroying my well-earned reputation, Sarah. Well, you do. It, it is a chat room divided as I'm looking at funemploymentradio.com slash live. And this is for a live subscriber, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Greatly supports our network and all of the fine shows on this uh, network in uh, maintaining uh, everything that it takes to bring you all of this free entertainment. Yeah, including not limited to Greg talking about his feet on a plane uh-huh. uh, to the tune of instrumental patriotic goodness. Yes. So you said it's uh, it's divided? It's, a, it's divided? a chat room divided, I say. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm glad you made your public declaration. Yeah. Everyone knows where you stand now. Good. Good. I think I should declare running for president at this point. Everybody else is. That was that was a good enough speech. I could do mm, it. I don't know. Let me let me tell my world of crazy stories first. Before I'm just you do thinking that. I could. Okay. I didn't say I'm going to, but I think at this point I'm gearing up for okay. it. Okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like I can make a difference. You're not tall enough to be a president. You don't have to. You have to be authoritarian. And you know who wasn't tall? Who? Napoleon. He did pretty good for himself. No, he was actually taller than you. Everyone says he wasn't tall, but he was like 5'8". No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. What? No, that's not true. Yeah, Napoleon. Don't. That is the short person thing. What? I know that you've latched on to it. Napoleon was taller than you think he was. Oh, Greg's looking. He found it, but now he's trying to find another source. How tall was Napoleon, Greg? Oh, he's my height, 5'6". Oh, he wasn't that short. Mm-mm. He was a tall man. Oh, my God. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. I have a story. Uh, So we've touched on this one uh, over the past year or so because this has been a conspiracy theory. Uh, Due to the blood moons that we've been having... Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember that? How last year, like, the first of four different blood moons were coming. Yeah, yeah And uh, nobody had quite speculated exactly what the uh, impending apocalypse was going to be. But now uh-huh. uh, people are coming out and speaking about it and saying that the rare blood moon event this September will bring huge earth-destroying earthquakes. In and will September? be the end of mankind, yes, in oh. September. Who's making this prediction? Well, let me tell you, uh, two huge earthquakes are set to destroy Earth later this year following a rare series of lunar events. Breaking news. Breaking news. Just wanted to let you know. Uh, so this is coming from the word of two Christian preachers with huge followings uh, in the U.S. Claim the date of the last of the four blood moons, which have been happening for the past 18 months, which is due to occur on September 28th, 2015, uh, will signal the second coming of Jesus Christ. Wow, they finally narrowed it down. They have finally narrowed it down to a date. For the blood moon is what's going to For do the blood Because the blood moon is on uh-huh. um, on September 28th. So the pair, who I or guess the are... the atmospheric phenomenon that is causing a blood moon, that means... This is true. Okay. That means that Jesus is coming. Right. Uh, the pair claim that Armageddon will occur at the conclusion of the ongoing Tetrid of blood moons, which began on April 15th last year. 
uh, followed by another uh, blood moon on October 8th of last year and a third on April 4th of this year. Okay. So uh, the fourth is going to happen on September 28th. Uh, this has only happened a handful of times in the last 2,000 years, and the two pastors, Mark Blitz and John Hagee, claim they have historically coincided with a yeah that they have historically co- uh, coincided with a globally significant religious event. So they say that it's uh, timed out with biblical feasts, with Passovers, and September 28th this year marks the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles. The feasts, okay, all right. Yes, they're saying it's timed out with feasts and other things. Of course, the blood moon on October 8th, clearly that was because my birthday's on October 9th. Right. So that was why it was happening, because okay. that's a very special day. Sure, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So these both uh, both of these pastors are those huge uh, mega church pastors. Yeah, and they have like millions guys. and millions of followers. So people How are starting do these to panic. Have so many dumb people. I don't know what's causing people to start to panic though, because they are in are fact. Are they thinking, asking for donations to help stave off the apocalypse oh, or to set you, know you up? That's in, coming. Uh, you know, I'll set you up in a fine place for. When the- was the last one? That was in 2011, wasn't it? Uh, well, there, there was the whole 2012 stuff. You know, no, but wasn't there? What the was the pastor that predicted Mayan. that it was going to end on a specific day? And there was all those billboards like that. Yeah, that was awkward. That guy is already dead, isn't he? I, I believe he is the dead. Yeah, I can't remember which one that was. Well, can you believe it? Both of them not only are millionaires and have millions of followers, they both have also written books about the blood moons. Well, of course, they that have. have sold millions of copies. Oh, uh, it's a New York Times bestseller. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, the book uh, that Mr. Hagee. Do you think the people that buy it actually read it? I don't know. No, but probably. I would think so. Uh, so Mr. Hagee, uh, one of the two pastors, he's the founder and senior pastor of the Mega Church in Cornerstone, San Antonio, Texas. Um, so he wrote the book called Four Blood Moons. He had to reach real hard into the creative think tank for that one. Uh, the book made it onto the New York Times bestsellers list and has since been made into a documentary-style movie of the same name. He says, the heavens are God's billboards. He's been sending signals to Earth. And we haven't been paying attention to them. Oh, there's it's a, time that we do. There's a documentary on this? Oh, sure. Well, documentary style movie. Oh, I want to watch it. I actually do. Well, if you want to, it's called uh, Four Blood Moons. <laughs> so, so he stuck with the same. He sure did. Yeah, that's good marketing. Yeah. If it ain't broke, Greg. Four Blood Moons. Four Blood Moons. So there you have it. Uh, Mark your calendar, September 28th, 2015. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, speaking of the end of the world and something you were just talking about right before this, Donald Trump has announced as of today, if you haven't seen this, I didn't see this until I was reading it. So, Yeah. Donald Trump has, a de- has announced today that he will be seeking the Republican nomination for President of the United States of America. Donald Trump is seriously running for president. Yes, I did. Uh, I actually watched part of his... When he was making the announcement, it happened to be on television. So how crazy did he seem? Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's real crazy. Um, I mean, it's not like he has any chance in the world. And I know we don't do politics on the show, but it's not like he has any chance in the world of ever getting it. But for comedic value, mm. it's kind of gold. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really is. I would say for, the, for, for comedy and for uh, especially what SNL can do with this, it's a, it's a welcome little little thing. Yeah. It's oh, a nice I think little it's treat be, for comedy. It is a little treat. Yeah. So it can, yeah. Because, I mean, we don't have a Sarah Palin. So you can have, a, there, you can have Donald Trump. We have yeah, a lot he's, of Sarah He's Palins. crazy. Oh, Trump is, uh, 
Trump will trump it all. Yes. Uh, there we go. <laughs> He'll trump there the crazy. We yeah. Well, Donald Trump, speaking from his uh, Trump Tower, of course, in New York City, uh, he spoke uh, to the people and said, ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for president of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. Now, Donald Trump, not crazy at all, 68 years old, uh, didn't also hesitate during his uh, speech, which you can find online, uh, to remind his supporters that he's, quote, really rich. Yeah, and did. also that part of it. That's the kind of thinking you need for this country. It sounds crass, but it's not crass. So the kind of thinking that you need is to be really rich. Yep. Yeah. So there you have it, Donald Trump for president. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up. This is why I'm saying I should run. If he can run, I can run. I'm not really rich, though. I'm also not quite as crazy as him. Not quite as crazy. Yeah. I mean, you got... got Not in that same way, though. This is a different way. Mm -hmm. A different kind of crazy. All right. Well, I do have uh, some ball talk in World of Crazy. Okay. A New Jersey man claims that his boss drunkenly grabbed his crotch so hard that doctors had to remove a testicle because it was so affected by the grab. Oh, Michael Peacock, 45 years young, uh, had to endure three surgeries, including the removal of one of his testicles after he was manhandled during a two-day team-building seminar that his boss took him to in upstate New York. So this is what happened. Don't, don't grab another man's junk. No. I mean, unless, you, unless he wants you to. Whatever. Well, it's... All right. So, uh, so Michael Peacock was an employee. This happened back in 2012. It's just going to court now. Um, was an employee for a data security company named Iron Mountain Man- uh, Management. When uh, they decided to go bar hopping in Kingston and took a cruise on the Hudson to foster camaraderie and, you know, have, like, the bonding, the team building bonding. Right, sure. But as the booze flowed, uh, his boss, Richard Langerty, became, quote, increasingly loud and aggressive, Peacock claimed. Uh, Langerty then drank heavily throughout the day and into the evening. Then as the men passed each other outside of the restroom, (coughs) excuse me. Laggerty grabbed Peacock's left testicle, squeezed it hard, and pulled it down as if to rip it off of him. What an asshole. Yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah, so uh, the emasculating attack, which left six foot, wow, six foot eight, uh, Michael Peacock doubled over in pain. Well, that'll do it. Was a perverse and misguided attempt by uh, Langerty to bond with Peacock while simi- simultaneously demonstrating his authority and dominance. He's six foot eight. He should have just fucking slugged Yeah, he should have just punched him in the face. Yeah. Well, uh, so Peacock now is uh, seeking unspecified damages, saying he was forced out of the company after it switched his uh, job position and cut his pay. So now he's suing the company and the guy who grabbed his... That could be so many things. Couldn't that be like assault? Uh, yeah, assault, sexual yeah. harassment. Yeah. So, and, be- and the bottom line, that's just not cool, man. No, don't do that. That's not cool, that's man. That's not cool. Well, it's just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's suing a, suing a whole gamut of people. That's, so that's yeah. No, no one ever thinks that's funny. Mm-mm. No. No. Never have I thought I'm going to. Oh, that's my buddy. I'm going to bond with him. I'm going to grab his crotch and pull really hard. No. 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 Well, somebody please cut that out before he says the no, no, no. <laughs> please and thank you. Just send that to me, Sarah. Still in do not do that. That's out of context. Thank you. Next up. Oh my goodness, I have a story. It's oh, not. Geez. It's not the. It's not the Port St. Lucie-ish out of uh, the most Port St. Lucie-ish story, but it's from Port St. Lucie. So of course, I'm super excited about it. It's the most magical place on earth, right, Greg? Port St. Lucie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the tale of a man named Wayne Weatherstein. Uh, 
And here's the headline. Uh, reporting your motorcycle stolen may be a poor way to avoid your wife finding out you cheated on her after hooking up with the lady you met online. I remember I remember part of this. You remember Wait, part? It no, just happened. No, didn't we? Well, okay, didn't we have one where somebody, he made, oh no, he made up a kidnapping. Yeah, that was the kidnapping. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all right. No, I, I checked the dates on these Oh, no, I know, I know, okay. I know. Now, so this guy tried to get a, a, away with cheating on his wife by reporting his motorcycle stolen. So this is what he did. So this man, uh, 45-year-old Wayne Weatherstein. Uh, so St. Lucie County Sheriff's uh, deputies met Weatherstein in northern St. Lucie County. Uh, when they talked to Weatherstein, he said that he ran out of gas while riding his custom chopper. Uh, he parked his motorcycle on the side of the road and walked to the gas station. Now, he, this is when he claimed to walk to the gas station, get some fuel, and return to where he left his motorcycle. But he said the motorcycle was then missing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So he called 911. Uh, so when the cops showed up, he signed uh, an auto theft affidavit, which legally says that he's claiming that the vehicle was stolen. Uh, after sheriff's deputies talked to him a little more, things weren't really adding up. Uh, so they went back to Weatherstein to ask him some more specific questions about his motorcycle. Weatherstein then broke down and admitted he was fibbing about his motorcycle being stolen, saying he made up the whole story, quote, in order to avoid being caught cheating. Uh-oh. Uh, Weatherstein said he hooked up with an unknown woman. He met on a website, uh, the website Plenty of Fish. <laughs> Plenty of Fish? Plenty of Fish. That's a website, huh? I think, yeah, I've seen an advert. It's like, Plenty, like the Plenty of Fish in the Sea kind okay. of thing. Uh, so Weatherstein said he parked his motorcycle at a friend's home and wanted to report it stolen to, quote, buy him some time and give him an alibi to explain to his wife why he was late. <laughs> he couldn't come up with anything better than that? That like, was his genius idea. You get police idea. involved in the. That was his genius idea, Wayne Weatherstein of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, when asked why he did it, uh, he said, quote, I do stupid things for women. <laughs> well, Wayne Weatherstein of... Wayne Weatherstein Lucy. sounds like uh, a character from, like, Anchorman or something. He who's does. like a rival weatherman. Yeah. Wayne Weatherstein. Well, Wayne Weatherstein of Port St. Lucie, Florida, was arrested on misdemeanor, making a false report charge. Oh, Wayne. From Florida man to Florida man, a Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office has arrested a man by the name of Joseph Pellegrini this past weekend after he stole an old man's iced tea and then punched him. Wow. Seems rather got, unnecessary. I know, but he got arrested, so that's all right. And the old man is okay. So deputies say that Pellegrini was shopping at a gas station in West Boca. This past weekend, when he became angry at the gas station attendant, deputies say, that was then he came outside and saw a 69-year-old man drinking an iced tea while he was just parched. So the man told deputies that Pellegrini started yelling at him about the poor service that the gas station attendant was giving him. The man told him he didn't work there and asked him why he was yelling at him, but Pellegrini was still angry. Pellegrini then threatened the man, who was the, the elderly gentleman, who was not even elderly. 69 isn't elderly. Yeah. Uh, the older man who was, uh, who was sitting there sipping his iced tea. He then took the, he snatched the iced tea out of his hand, took a sip, and started to walk away when the man followed him, asking him to please give him his iced tea back. Pellegrini then turned around and punched him wow. and walked away. What a prick. Yeah, what a dick, right? Uh, so deputies located uh, Pellegrini a short while later based on his description. He was charged with battery on a person 65 years of age or older. Nice. And, yeah, and he's a real piece of shit. Iced tea, huh? Although, in, in all fairness for that guy who had his iced tea stolen, I don't blame him for following him. You don't want to drink delicious. that. Yeah, but you don't want to drink that after that guy's been drinking out of it. Mm. I wouldn't drink out of it. That's true. Why It'd would you want ruined. it back? No, would I wouldn't want, want it back. back. Uh, on principle, I'd want it back. I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. And I would follow on those those issues. But I hope he wasn't planning on drinking it after that. Yeah. You don't want to drink Maybe that. Maybe he just wanted it back on principle. That's yeah, true. Yeah, on principle. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and Greg, I do have my most exciting story of the day. I am so, so excited about this. Now, do you know the... Um, <laughs> so I'm what not going to lie. Usually we don't tell each other what the stories are for like World of Crazy or Ball Tag beforehand, so we get natural reactions. Sarah could not keep quiet talking about this, so mm. I didn't want to know about it. And I know about it. All right, you you hear the music that's playing, right? Yeah. Greg, what's the what's this don't, music don't, that I've selected? You go ahead and I, let's not even play that game. Just say my it, my friends. It has now been determined that two of my favorite things in the world are colliding to make a super thing that I am super duper duper excited about. And I give you this announcement: the Lifetime Channel, of course, Lifetime Television for women. I don't, I think Wait, they I don't the, think it's television for women, is it? Anymore? That's what it used to be, Lifetime Television for Women. Is it? Um, but I think they dropped that. Now Lifetime is all-inclusive. So it's it's Lifetime Television for people. When I typed it in, Lifetime Television, it just said four, and it filled in with idiots. Not, not <laughs> women. That's, that's what Google search filled it in with. Sure, sure. Lifetime has now announced, it has now been greenlit, that they are going to be making... An unauthorized Beverly Hills 90210 movie. Good lord. An unauthorized behind-the-scenes look at the filming of the smash hit TV show, Beverly Hills 90210. Wow. Unauthorized, oh, huh? Unauthorized. So what So what does that mean? They're going to like expose the, the... Were they all hooking up with each other? They were or? all hooking up with each other. Oh, they boy. were all fighting with each other. Shannon oh, Doherty no. was a notorious bitch behind the scenes. Not oh. only was she removed from 90210 for being a bitch, she also got kicked off of Charmed as well because she was such a horrible person. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, so uh, The Hollywood Reporter is now coming out and it claims that the network is planning a TV movie. Oh, my God. Which will document... <clears throat> I need to calm down. Calm down. Calm which down. will document the behind-the-scenes drama of uh, the teen show's first four seasons. The film will also uh, apparently follow the many times the soap opera nearly got canceled, which I didn't even realize that it came so close to getting canceled. Uh, I didn't very know popular. either. I didn't know. Well, an air date is yet to be revealed by Lifetime. Now, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Beverly Hills 90210, I know that we have people listening from all over the world. So if you don't know what Beverly Hills 90210 is, A, it's one of my favorite TV shows ever. Didn't you watch it? Uh, I watched. I've seen. I've seen episodes. I, I mean, I can't lie and say mm. I haven't seen it. Yes, I'm aware of it. It was huge when it was on. I think I watched a little bit of it in college because we had... Oh, it was on like three times a day when yeah. we were in college. Yeah. Because you and I had a little bit of time overlap in college. Uh, so the original cast of... No, I'm serious. Like, we do have a few years, but I'm saying like we have some I know. overlap. I love how you try to... <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you think go. I'm trying to make fun of you, and I'm really not. No, I love how you try to... Never mind. All right. Uh, the original cast of the show was made up of Tori Spelling, Jenny Garth, Shannon Doherty, Gabrielle Carteris, ugh, Andrea Zuckerman, she's so annoying, uh, Brian Austin Green, Luke Perry, Jason Priestley, and Ian Ziering. Now, uh, one of the main focal points of this is going to be on, uh, it's rumored to be about Shannon Doherty, uh -huh. who was an, a notorious problem, who I'd said, who had widely documented feuds with her co-stars, uh, who had left the show after four seasons. And it appears that the unauthorized TV movie will end at this point. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 ran from for 10 seasons from 1990 to 2000, and I watched every single damn episode. Uh, the ratings started off strong and increased to a high of 31.7 million viewers per week in the fourth season, which is a ridiculous amount of people. That's a lot of viewers. Yeah. So uh, it turns out uh, they lost a lot of viewers after Shannon Doherty's departure. Um, so I guess the Isn't that when uh, Tiffany Amber Theason came on, though? Tiffany Amber Theessen came on 
Yeah, it might have been. Because, I mean, she... Valerie Malone. Well, I don't. I can't she remember what her name was. She is such a little but, harlot. She oof. was a troublemaker. Tiffany Amber Theason. Yeah. That's, that makes her the hottest chick on two different series. Mm. Saved by the Bell and 90210. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, she is a very... And she's still pretty. Yeah. Like, she... It Lisa Turtle was, was attractive, but now, with all that plastic surgery, I just can't even look at her the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess uh, so. I guess Jenny Garth has already written a book. I didn't know this. I, I must read this. So Jenny Garth has written a book, um, a memoir about her time on 90210 called Deep Thoughts from a Hollywood Blonde. And she talked about behind the scenes things about how her and Shannon Doherty hated each other and that Tori Spelling would also uh, get stuck in the middle. And uh, they, were, they apparently almost got into a physical fight one time, so much so that um, Luke Perry and Jason Priestley had to pull them apart. Wow. 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 All right. Well, I'm so excited to see this. So in case anybody else cares, let you know somebody out there must. Mm-hmm. Yes, Beverly Hills 90210 is going to be made into a Lifetime movie. I am very excited. Wow. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. So when is this going to be coming out? It doesn't say. Okay. There has not been a timeline release. But when they had announced, they did the same thing for uh, Saved by the Bell, uh-huh. for the Saved by the Bell uh, unauthorized biography. Right. And they did it pretty quickly. Like, they usually, it was probably within six months. Do they say, so they Life, If Lifetime say, can do anything, they have a really quick turnover rate. <laughs> I mean, turnaround, you, yeah. Or turnaround yeah, rate, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, something can have, like, uh, like something can happen, like the Mary Kay Letourneau story. Uh-huh. I remember when that came out when I was in college, and that was, like, less than a year after all of that had happened. Well, then maybe, a, and, and you have no idea who's going to play who, obviously. Of course not. No, not yet. Okay. All right, well, we will... Uh, Wait in anticipation. Maybe you should have a viewing of it when it mm-hmm. happens. Maybe you can see if we can arrange a viewing somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of – no, some, sorry. Someone was asking what the Lifetime movie name would be for Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. Um, Beverly Hills 90210, no. Another cat fight? I don't know. I need to think about it. All right. Well, why don't you think about that one for for a minute and we'll see if we can come up with something. Okay. All right. We should do that. Um, <laughs> let's do a little bit of uh, – Let's do a little bit of ball talk. Oh, yeah. There's another game today, isn't there? Uh, there is. This yes, could be the deciding yes. factor. You know, yeah, that is that is true. That is true. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. A couple of things in ball talks. Just a, just a little smattering, a little potpourri of balls here that we got. Uh, first up, the Chicago Blackhawks have won the NHL's Stanley Cup. They won the finals. They are now the NHL champions for this year. Is that a good thing? Um, I don't know. Okay. I guess. I, I, know, I know a lot of people hate Tampa Bay, and I've learned more over this, uh, this NHL playoffs series about why, why like hardcore hockey fans dislike Tampa Bay, and it's just because it's they're from the South. They don't think that's a real hockey town. Okay. Oh, and yeah, I Ch- remember us saying, yeah. Chicago is one of the original six teams, um, which I think is Toronto, Montreal... Quebec, Chicago, New York, and Pittsburgh, or Philadelphia. I can't. You remember. don't really sound very confident. Yeah, I wasn't very confident on the last one. And there. Pittsburgh. I know there's. I know there's original six. I'm trying to learn more about hockey. It's just you know, it's not on that much around here. But if we do get a pro team, then I will learn. That would about be kind it. of However, amazing. Chicago, uh, not Quebec. Boston, of course. Boston. I don't know why I messed that up. All right. Uh, so anyway, the, the Chicago Blackhawks did win the championship, and so they are uh, champions of the NHL. Champions. Moving on, on in ball talk to Major League Baseball. There's scandal erupting 
Scandal. Oh, Detroit. Okay. Boston, New York, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, Montreal. Well, I got four out of four out of six. <laughs> That's not that good. All right. I thought you were just kind of randomly naming cities. No, I had a general idea of what I was doing, and then I kind of just kind of lost it when I got there. All right. But I'm learning. So that's why, anyway, people don't like Tampa Bay. It's because it's from the okay. south. That's not a real hockey town. All right, so they gotcha. they don't like Tampa Bay. They don't like Carolina. They don't like Florida or Nashville. And they don't like uh, Arizona. They don't like those ones. God damn it. Yep. They don't like those ones. All right. Moving on to ball talk. The scandal in Major League Baseball is this. So last year, there was uh, the reveal on Deadspin, actually, uh, was one of the ones that broke the story. That the Houston Astros internal database of player personnel information had been hacked. Someone had hacked it and exposed a bunch of information. It's just like stuff about trades and stuff about inquiries they were making. So it was personnel information, stuff they want to keep secret. And nobody really knew who did it. So it was it was exposed onto this anonymous anonabin, anonbin, which I guess is someplace where you can dump like information and be anonymous about it, like hacked information. Okay. Deadspin took it and then put it out, you know, to everybody because it was already public at that point. Now comes word of this. The FBI is investigating the St. Louis Cardinals for being the ones who hacked the Houston Astros database. Dun, dun, dun. They're investigating the St. Louis Cardinals, claiming that they are the ones who broke into the Houston Astros internal database. And they're they're kind of following the chain as this information comes out. So I'm just kind of like reading some of it right now. Um, there is uh, it, part of it is is believed that so the the database was created by the now Houston Astros general manager Jeff. Lunau when he worked with the Cardinals. Okay. So when he worked with the Cardinals, he had kind of a similar database there, and then he came to work for the Astros. But it appears that he used the same passwords in both places. Oh. So lo and behold, shocking, the same guy knew how to get into the Cardinals database well, that I'll he used to run and create it. So he got in there, and they believe that's how, that's how it happened. The computer network was called Redbird. House all of their baseball operations informations. Redbird. Redbird. I think that's, isn't that the name of Aaron Durant's scooter? Redbird? I think so. I don't know. Mm. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but that is what the theory is. And so the FBI is now investigating because that is a violation of a whole lot of things. And we will see what happens. The, the Astros are saying they will cooperate fully with the federal investigation. Or Major League Baseball is saying they will cooperate fully. Astros are probably going to be a little bit, uh, they're going to have to. Mm. So there we go. That is what's going on. So you know about that part. Uh, moving on to ball talk. We'll just go to this. Oh, no. The final story. <laughs> the NBA Finals continue tonight with the Golden State Warriors visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the uh, final game here in Cleveland. So they could close it out tonight, right? Because Golden State's Or not three. the final game, excuse me. Yeah, it's game six tonight. So Golden State is up in the series. It's a best of seven series. And this is what you said. I think I said this yesterday. You said Golden State in six, right? Uh, before the series started, I said Golden State would win in six games. And they could do that tonight. So they're up three to two. Three games to two of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, if Cleveland wins tonight, then a game seven will be played back in Golden State, back in Oakland. Um, but yeah, Golden State could win a championship tonight. I believe it would be their first in, oh gosh, like almost 40 years, I think, since 
since they've won one, or maybe even longer. It's, it's around the same time as the Blazers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a little bit longer than the Blazers since they won the, their last championship. Um, so, yeah, I think about 40 years. So Golden State, if they win tonight, they will get their first championship in that long that, that amount of time. Uh, Cleveland, if they win, though, will force that Game 7 back in Oakland, and then you never know what's going to happen in something like that. So it's a, it is, Which would be kind of awesome. It is a do or die. Yeah, I kind of want a Game 7. I, I want a Game um, 7. But uh, Golden State is pretty damn good. And so if they win tonight, that is it. However, with that, I did decide it's time to do this since Golden State is from Oakland. Here is Splash by Ron Lennon and Jay Wells, a fan song by local hip-hop artist. Steph Curry in the corner for the three. Splash. See Clay at the top for the key. Splash. Can't leave Draymond Green. Splash. Turn your head for a second and we just took the lead. Nicky Dollar in the lane going. Splash. You know Barnes got game like. Why Splash? I don't get it. Oh, I should explain that. So that is... So Steph Curry is the point guard for the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson is the shooting guard. They're collectively known as the Splash Brothers. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I'm like, what? The I should fuck have is explained Splash? that. Oh no, that's fine. They're the Splash Brothers. Why that is, I don't know. Seeing how we doing teams in the first round. Showed up and had to shut it down. Is this good? I don't. I don't know. I think if I have to ask, it's probably not. Kick it out to Draymond for the trike. Moving to the baseline like Harrison Bonds with the fadeaway out, oh, don't embarrass him We going on a run, you hear the crowd holler Blue and yellow shirts, look out for Iggy Dollar he headed to the Okay, oh yeah, my god go. I just don't even have a gauge anymore uh, I, I would say that was not good I don't because think also, that was good He was mispronouncing the players' names just to try to make it fit into <laughs> Make it rhyme with everything <laughs> Generally not the best way to go about it. Uh, someone uh, named No One Ever in the chat said, I love fan songs. You should play them more often, Greg. Oh, sweet. <laughs> no one ever. No one ever. <laughs> Tony, right. Don't tell, it, don't tell him that, you guys. I'm just telling you. Tony it just the, makes him the, makes his fuel to want to play him stronger. Tony in the chat wrote, this blows, Greg. As though I wrote the song. I did play the song. That I can understand. I didn't write the song. Splash. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Splash. Well, I wanted to get just one little last bit in there, one, huh? One little, <laughs> one, one little one in there. All right. Well, before we leave, we have to get, wish a very happy birthday to a listener out yes. there. And we would like to wish, well, first of all, your lovely lady Gail wrote to us. And we want to wish, 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 Jonathan a very happy 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Happy birthday, Jonathan. We hope that you have a, a lovely time and your um, lady friend seems like a wonderful gal. So it looks like you're doing A-OK. So happiest of birthdays, Mr. Jonathan. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Ming, ming, ming. I'm honestly going to say... My eye really hurts right now. Does it? Okay. Yeah. That sucks. Woo! Well, put a compress on it. Keep calm and style. 
Thanks for the motivation. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. I do want to remind you that Sarah and I do, uh, of course, do side jobs outside of Fun Employment Radio. You can go to sarahxdillon.com and commission her for a painting, which she is very, very good at. You can uh, do all of that right there. You can also send me an email. Um, you can send it to funemploymentradio at gmail.com or gregnibbler.com with one B. And uh, if you need any voice or audio work, that is one of the side jobs that I do. I don't talk about it a lot in here, but I produce something for USA Today and then uh, Digital Trends podcast and all that stuff. So have a lot of experience sure, in that. If you're busy. And always looking for extra side work. So any audio production work that you hear of or even voice work, whatever, uh, please send them my way. I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, also, you can vote for us at... Our website, go to funemploymentradio.com, and there's a link right there to vote for us for the Willamette Week Best Of, and that would be cool. Which would be cool. Yeah. I mean, That'd be cool. If you have some Throw time. Us a vote. It's free. We'd really, yeah, we, we would really appreciate it. That's all you got to do. It's one one email address, and then you get a vote. That's all it, that's all it is. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you, everyone. You guys are fantastic, and uh, follow us on Twitter, at Radio and like us on Facebook. All right. Okay, there we go. That was a that was good. That you was got, good. I think you got everything in there. That was good. I'm super impressed. I have to go guard rich people tonight. Oh yeah. All right, we'll talk about real that riches. All right. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Talk of fight. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.